this is more explicitly gendered. I've never played beer pong. And I just think that I never will. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think it's part of my future now. I don't know that I'm seeing you in any <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. intentionally in any spaces right. where this might come up. I think if I'm playing, if I at the age of 35 onward have to play beer pong, <laughs> I think I'm probably deeply uh, unhappy in the moment or got trapped somehow. Yeah. You know. You're in a I movie don't want somehow you yeah. at a frat house. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't envision you near a table that would even be so disrespected <laughs> as to be on a top. Hey Nico. Hey Con. I love you. I love you. No homo. A mm, little bit of homo for me. Just a little. Just a smidge. From two guys who were never part of the boys' club, we want to welcome you to ours. Welcome to Boys' Club. This is our podcast. About boys. And about other things. Like their clubs. And the things we were a part of. Hockey. And we're not a part of. Bagels. Wait, did you say we were a part of hockey? I know I wasn't. Me neither. Welcome to the club, boys. Grab a bagel. <laughs> Connor's like, what do boys eat? <laughs> My feelings. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Con? Hey. It's good to see you, dude. <laughs> it's We've been, been off pod for so many. It's been so long. Um, How you been, man? <laughs> I've been good. You had a good um, Halloween? Have I had a good Halloween? It's been a minute since Halloween. I know. Um, I don't know the last episode what, that we aired. Actually, on Halloween, I... Um, did we talk about how I fainted? No. That was crazy. We oh don't my have God. to get into it, Wait, but we I did both faint. were so main character on Halloween. What did you do? I hooked up with that guy that worked at Vice. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, I fainted. <laughs> I know, main character. Okay, true. Main, main. True, true, true. Um, wait, I want to talk about your flowers for a second. Not to bring them up, even though you just told us not to, but... Um, they're they actually are pretty dead, because like, it's kind of a pretty color, the dead ones. Can you retell the story to the boys at home and to our guest, what, how you got these flowers? Botanical Brothers. They're still leaving me voicemails. So I was walking <laughs> home. I just moved to a different part of Brooklyn, and I was walking home one day, and there was the, these two British men on bicycles walking around, handing out flyers. And I was like, British, yeah. And then so we were talking. One of them is Fabian. <laughs> and they it's for $45. Fabian, they just like wow. deliver you a bouquet every week. And they, you don't have to pay for it. But they're going to call you. And if you can kind of give them what you think it's worth. But it's worth $45, they said. But I still haven't paid for it. So like I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that's what I was hung up on is that they gave you them. And they were like, we'll call you and yeah. get the money later. And I was like, Where, what yeah. world are they living in? But then they made a good point that they didn't take any really personal info and i was like you're totally i actually said is this a scam i said yeah i'd love to do this if it's not a scam <laughs> and i said we don't have any info that we could scam they, you we actually we have no way of getting this money from you no they did it my address I, but i was like I worry, please murder me <laughs> i worry that they are never going to have a successful business if they're con- doing this kind of practice i don't know i got a bcc email from them that said they were going to deliver on a different day this week because the holiday and i was like i owe you for the first ones so i think you can <laughs> take me off this order wow 45 bucks a week i guess that's i mean that's probably the average for like a nice i have no idea no it's 35 dollars at plant shed which is right next to do you know plant shed yeah, just do it. Uh, I'm not gonna talk like much. I'm just gonna respond to this question and then help myself. I worked so hard burner. to break our rules, and you're like, "No, I'll still be respectful." Uh, wait, planchette. I feel like I've seen it in writing online, but it's not the one. It's not. Um, hang on, there's sill. Sill. Oh, sill. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of for a moment. So sill no. is very Williamsburg. It's that on Barry. Yeah. Yeah, that block. Sill, I was really obsessed with when I like <laughs> yeah. first yeah. got into plants. <laughs> and I was like, I'm really, yep, Sill is like very like tacky and cool. Gotcha. Plant right. is like pretty and they have coffee and then they have $35 bouquets and they're so pretty. Oh. But they're only $35. So, where like, is it? There's one right next to Nolita Solid Core where I teach Pilates. <laughs> and oh. every time I walk by, I think, should I get these flowers? And I never have. 
but no, now you but are you have like engagement with this <laughs> with this failing enterprise. <laughs> I mean, they're not. My they're only company. Yeah. I think maybe they're their only customer. <laughs> Nico, I was BCC. I think it was well, a list. Well, it could have been no one else on that list. We should get their email list and um, put them on our like show email list or something. <laughs> yes, Fabian, sweet, sweet. They said they moved here from um, London to start the business. I think what they might be. Do people not want flowers in London? What are they doing? I think it was so successful in London that they're expanding. Really? Uh-huh. Wow. But they're they're like essentially flyering. Or no, no, no. They're soliciting you on the street? The street. The street. <laughs> the s- by, literal by street. <laughs> they said, we'll deliver these Tuesday. I was like, I'll never see these boys again. And then they ultimately did they deliver came. them on Tuesday. Were wow. they attractive? They were British, yeah. So yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I that's have that the too. business One model. Of, yeah, British. You can look like whatever, and yeah. I'm so attracted to you if you're British. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, the yeah. accent will do it. Yeah, there's yeah, something yeah. so calming and peaceful and playful. Playful and like erudite and kind of evil. Yeah, too. like all yes, of, you know what I'm they're about? gonna like outsmart you, yeah. and you're yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you're immediately dumbed me, the second they're talking to you because you're like, well, you're better than me. You're British, so yeah. doesn't matter what like, you're Kink is being yeah. outsmarted. <laughs> I want to be outsmarted <laughs> and scammed into paying forty five dollars a week indefinitely. I have not paid forty five dollars. I said I just got a new couch. I can't pay you $45. But I probably yeah. will if they called again. They left another voicemail. <laughs> they actually called again and I was like, I'm like walking right into a meeting. I was walking into an open <laughs> mic. <laughs> I was like <laughs> literally walking into a meeting right now. I'll call you later. I have to buy a $6 beer. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, boys. Uh, okay. Um, did you see any boys clubs this week? Okay. So mine comes back to Julia Shiplett. Thank who, God. <laughs> hers was nesting. And yeah. I was like, that's a great boys club. I don't have much to say about that. But now I'm like, no, I'm actually extremely in that. I'm nesting. nesting. Everything I walk by is something that might be mine now. And it's kind of like every time I walk by this wall, I think, what am I going to do with this? Okay. This like full-time job. You're making your house a home right now. Making my house a home for the family I don't have. Like I'm building it. and No, the family you have is right there. And it's right here. It's It's in this room right now. This is family. I know, but isn't that dark? I was like, who's this chair for? I was like, my podcast co-host. What do you mean? I do need this chair. Hey, I'm more than that. I know. Yes. Um, Um, Yeah. So I feel like the nesting is nice. That's a good like winter thing to do i guess i know when in doubt i literally google gallery wall or like pink prints i think yeah. like i'm gonna hang mm. pink artwork here i think it's gonna look great you have so much wall to work with it's it's all exciting so much wall i do think draw. you could have a kid in here it's a beautiful space and yeah. it has a you know there's a lot of it like i feel like you could have a kid in here yeah if you wanted to foster uh, curate that family wait what's so but funny is the wall <laughs> i went to crate and barrel <laughs> i was like looking for a hamper and then i walked oh. by like um a crib and then just stood there for 20 minutes and was like yeah i came here for a hamper and i left with you could a crisis. just get a cri- honestly a crib would be kind of a nice thing to have in a home even if yeah. you don't have a baby because you could put things in it <laughs> a storage crib and yeah. it would like, <laughs> fuck a storage Manifesting. ottoman i want a storage <laughs> crib <laughs> <laughs> and it could have one of the things over it that's like what if i put that over my bed that was like dude like oh, the, yes a mobile like, yeah if i had one of those i don't know if it's exactly a mobile but i had one as a kid that was like it was a light that would and then there was like a paper on the outside that would spin and it was fish and then so it would reflect oh. on the wall like fish going oh, around the that's room that's so pretty it was great i loved it that sounds like it would be, there would be some version of it. If like West Elm did a collaboration with like some Japanese artist, yeah. like a paper artist, like it would be that. Totally. Yeah. yeah. My brain went to horror movie. That at the beginning oh. it's all fish and then a man, <laughs> the shadow of a man. Oh my <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah, you're right. Wow. Where there is a shadow, there is the potential for horror. Yeah. Um, I guess so. That's really like stunning high detail cinematography <laughs> sometimes uh, sometimes it's a pod other times it's a writer's room you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> today we're writing a movie um, 
Um, Which one of these do I need to make sure happens? All four, right? No, just make sure that this is always on. This little red light. Oh, the littlest one. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, Julia Shiplett is very good at, you know, because she, it, but I was going to ask what nesting is, but I guess I gather based on context, it's like outfitting your home and your space is that what it is wait what's hilarious is we i assume that but what if she just made that up like me with <laughs> yeah, side culture like she made sure it's nothing i made, made side this I, podcast i also assume that's what it means i yeah, think that's yeah, what yeah, it that means because like if you're a bird and you're making your nest you're like arranging twigs and whatever and yeah. isn't and that like, beautiful yeah it is it's kind of beautiful like it like it's across species that instinct yeah to make your to space set up your little space your cozy own. me picking out gallery wall is like a mother <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. getting ready to lay her eggs um <laughs> julia i've been into julia's new home and okay she has, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has a um a bowl of wooden fruit that she got on facebook marketplace yes which itself looks like sort of a nest for wooden fruit and she <laughs> like traveled somewhere else in the city to get it so she's like kind of taking nesting in new directions it is a full-time thing yes. yeah that's cool though she's it's like can you do this like no i'm gonna be on facebook marketplace and like when something is up it's hot you gotta go now yeah she told us all yeah. about it she is on top of it she's yeah. she's um she's traveling to all five boroughs it seems to get <laughs> yeah, to get the deals <laughs> i invited her over for a scrabble night and then so I, ju- I said just anytime and then i was like okay but say it back <laughs> julia if you're listening <laughs> say it back like like you want her to also invite you over for a scrabble night uh-huh. i'm sure that yeah. she's thinking about it okay yeah she's still nesting the problem is, it doesn't need to be scrabble like i'm not literate i would say <laughs> about like anything it's like scrabble bananagrams um, or something Yes. Yeah. I like the marble table here for the listeners at home. There's a really yeah. cute circular marble table. This is a, a it's fine. beautiful. Someone told me it was too small. I don't agree with that. Like I too short or too A woman. Um Who? Her name was Callie and she said it was too small. <laughs> she said it was it should be large, but I was like, I no. I want to be able to move around. Yeah, I think this is a great size. I don't really understand that at all. It's a nice space. If it got any bigger, we would all be bumping into it. Yeah, and if it weren't round, I would have like stitches. Like I yeah, would yeah, 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 slam yeah, sure. myself. No, this is a nice it. way to stay safe. <laughs> Baby Wait, proofing the home. I love that you just told everyone <laughs> I have a marble. People at home are like, this guy that we've heard be kind of stupid so many times has a marble <laughs> coffee table. <laughs> he sure does. Yeah. Um. Okay. So what your boys, boys club, club? Did you see my boys club for this week? Is I joined this boys club yesterday for the first time ever seeing a double header at the movie theater. I've never done that before oh. until yesterday. And several of our film boy friends are doing this somewhat regularly. Sam Schaefer almost saw four yesterday. Okay. Well, did he see three? Whoa. I was like, you need to do something else with your day. <laughs> no, that's so much. So I much time I in the movie have the theater. attention span for it. I know, right? He watches movies like this. Whoa. <laughs> that fast. Leaned forward. Me. He leaned forward like this. Really? The whole time? He was oh, I mean, we did say May, we did see May December, so maybe he was just wrapped attention at that movie. But we like, walked in there with maybe twelve people. I was the first one in oh. there, and I sat dead center in the middle of the aisle. And the guy behind me, I think, was kind of like, "Oh, this guy is like kind of alone. That's like cool, hot, even." Yeah. And then I was like, "No, no, no! I have yeah. everyone I've ever met coming behind." <laughs> coming, and then he got up and moved. Yes, he got up. I've gone. So wait, I'm sorry. Who are you talking? This, this person that you know sits on the edge of he's literally on the edge of his seat, like, seat for four whole movies. It seemed well, like he only saw he only ended up seeing three yesterday, but that's still a lot. May December, he saw. So I so my doubleheader that I did okay. is we saw we saw um, Saltburn at four, 
and then we saw May December at eight. This is uh, why both of these. I've actually not heard of either. They both are interesting because they sound like names of like trendy American fair restaurants. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, right. With, like, it could be any. Flowers. Yes, literally, yeah. literally. So Saltburn was. Um, I didn't know anything about it going in. Jacob Lordy is in it. He is Miss Girl this year. They he are somehow everywhere. The, the middle of those, it put them together. You get five leaves. It really is. That's so funny. Um, it, Jacob Lordy's in it. And Barry uh, Koenig, how do you say his last name? Oh, That's right. He's a British. That's definitely. I think it's hot. Koenig. Hot Irish, maybe, might be Irish. Okay. I, I'm sorry to him if that if I was correct on that. But um, it's a really it's the same director. The filmmaker is the same woman who made Promising Young Woman. Okay. So it's wacky. It was definitely weird, oh. and not like uh, the story was like unlike anything I'd seen before. So I really liked it for that reason. I, I was shocked so many times. Some of it's pretty grotesque, but it was really shocking, and I feel like Wait, I haven't. Been how like, grotesque? Gory? No, I can't. I, I can't. I can't even describe it because it was. I like you just would have to see it. Feces? No, I don't want to ruin it. Um, if you guys think you're gonna see this movie. Wait, where was this? Um, I saw it. Where did I see it? Or where does the movie take place? Oh, that's actually. I guess I meant. Where did you see it? It's I not saw a it. Big curiosity, not vague. I saw it at it's the AMC concrete. Lincoln uh, Circle, whatever the one on the Upper West Side oh. is. The AMC up there, big one. It's Ooh, got like multiple nice. stories. They have like showcases on the side of like the of like the um, costumes. You did like see several that. movies. It's two separate theaters. Two separate theaters, and oh. then we went to we went to Lincoln Center to see May December, which was like a huh? different like yeah. in the complex of the lincoln center there's yeah. a movie theater mm-hmm. and they have like select showings of like various things we saw boogie nights there randomly oh that's they cool. like do like re-showings of stuff but then they had may december which like just came out which that one was crazy that one is about that one tells the story of it's like a it's an actress natalie portman is going to meet this woman who she's about to play in a movie so she's meeting her to like learn about her and understand her for the role and it's a woman who dated had an affair with her uh, with a seventh grader do you remember mary kay latorno latorno no she was that no, you're gonna say it perfect. She well, was that she teacher that aff- got Yeah, she got fired fired and then went to jail because she had an affair with a seventh grader and she got pregnant. Oh my god. From the pre- from the seventh grader? Yes. Wow. Is that they why have, it came so out? So in fertile, the movie fertile. they have three kids together. Whoa. Yeah. And it was crazy. So like this movie is about Natalie Portman coming to like learn about this woman to play her in this role. Um which was interesting. Wait, that's so many layers. Yes. So it was interesting. This is what I took away from it. Was I feel like what the movie was trying to do was talk more about the process of an actor playing mm. a person, okay, and the ethics of that, and kind of what happens, wow. and like, because I felt like really what ended up happening is she went down there for a couple weeks, kind of ruffled the feathers a little bit on something that was clearly not something they talked about ever, and like sort of ruffled these feathers a little bit, so it was kind of coming up, but in the end they were like, we don't talk about this shit, and you're going back to your life to play this movie, and nothing's gonna happen from this. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. So it was kind of all to say, like, the like, what are the ethics of doing this and, like, how much are you even doing anything good by, like, pressing these questions and trying to get this young man to kind of come to terms with, like, his own, like, stuff about it? Because they didn't really get into it that much. So in the movie, the person, like, the guy who was a kid yeah. is now an adult. He's now an adult. He's, like, 36. When they meet these characters, he's, like, 36. She's, like, 50-something. And they have children they have who are, like... Who are grown up. One yeah. of them is, like, she has... Three adult children from a fir- from her marriage oh. that was broken up at the time of the affair. Oh, I see. So there's a lot and of one really of those is the blonde guy. 
Yes. What blonde that guy? That took me a minute. And this minute. Oh, of understanding who he was. There was a blonde guy in the movie, <laughs> and I was like, who are you? And now I'm like, okay, that was... It's her first. older son. Yeah. Oh, you saw this together. Yes, this is what we saw. I was there. Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting. That's the direction of Hollywood, where it's like, what if we make a movie about... The, us. About us? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's what it was. Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed <laughs> Natalie. <laughs> Natalie Portman. I would watch do anything. Yeah. 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 No, I thought the performances great. were great. I thought the man who played the the guy was really good because he played such a great like. He's like so trapped. Yeah, that's interesting. As like it, with this like he's like very stunted because of the whole experience, right. obviously, and because they don't talk about it, and like he's in this oh abusive relationship God. still. So like it's really so he did an amazing job, I thought, portraying this like figure who is like so i don't know just like is stuck in time in many ways but all this to say what i was really what i would have liked more from this story is i thought it was too focused on like like the actor and like that and at first i was like oh that's an interesting way to like get into this story because we're trying to get into this woman's psyche but it ended up feeling too much to me about like the process and the ethics of that whereas i I think i would have rather maybe even seen it in like a mini series or something over like a longer period of time oh, right. because we have the original family. We have her new family. We have all these people who are like generationally affected by this trauma beyond just the two of them that like clearly have things to say, but we never really hear from them in a, in an interest. So I just was like, there's so, so much more going a lot on of pieces. Here. Yeah. There was like a lot happening. There was a lot of characters who had a lot of backstory and things to say that we like just didn't have time for. Because so much of it was about like Natalie Portman's process. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I've never. Where have I been? Yeah, it was this interesting. Feels like it was uh, interesting. My main takeaway from yeah. that we saw it differently, and that I was like, it's actually good that I'm not married because this guy got married too young, and now he's like, <laughs> no, he was, del- a, he was a he was he was a victim. Child. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's having this like delayed adolescence where he like never the line the there's at one point oh wait no, I'm going to spoil it anyway it was about his like delayed adolescence yeah and I was like yeah it's really good to be free for as long as possible actually maybe kind of, but free I'm, from yeah. adult free from adulthood expectations or what do you mean by free wait. or free from spouse okay well I was gonna say from spouse but I think that I think that you can be married and free yeah. I think that's but the ideal. I, think, <laughs> I guess that is I know, but I think some people <laughs> fall into these if things you where get it's married, like. That's the ideal. Uh, uh, it's like the opposite sometimes. Sometimes at Pilates, girls bring their <laughs> boyfriends and then they yell at their boyfriends because they're doing it wrong. Oh, I want a partner who'd be like, it's okay if he does Pilates wrong. And that's yeah, fine. yeah, that's be like, free. let him do his little Pilates. Like, yeah. that's free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl, let him be bad at Pilates. He's good at other things, I assume. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That that's, that's a good question. So though. Like, what is free? It is a bummer when you see clearly partners like see themselves reflected in their partner, and they can't like divorce themselves from like the expectations they would have. Yeah, like of what that means about them if their partner can't even do Pilates, and it's like, who gives a fuck if you like? Can do I'm Pilates? going to the underwear party in a parka. Okay, <laughs> that's me. I'm your boyfriend. <laughs> You're dating yeah. me. Yeah, I'll see you. Yeah. From under my hood. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so I did the double header and I had fun. Both movies were thought provoking and I had a good time. But I'd never done that before of two movies in a row and I thought it was going to be too much for me, but I actually liked it. It was a good way to spend, I feel like this time of year when it's mm. like, it's literally already almost dark as we sit here at three mm-hmm. in the afternoon. And so I feel like it's a nice way to be like, well, I'm just going to chill inside and, and hang out with my friends. Not to be negative on your. <laughs> 
on my double I headers. just feel like a movie, and it's different for everyone, but I think it's like escapist, and it's kind of like a nice pill to take when you need to escape the hard world that we live in. For sure. So to use yeah. two in a day, it's like, there's only so many. You might end up having to see a Marvel oh. or something like that. Okay, okay. And like, that's hard. And it seems like both of those films were kind of, were they both sort of intense? They definitely were like, yes. I feel like the second one was more, oh, well, actually, I don't one know. One was wacky. One was zany. One went so wild that it, like, took it such a, t- I really thought that Saltburn was going to be a, um, from the opening kind of, like, sequence, I thought this was going to be a story of, like, one guy pining over a straight man who, like, he, who wasn't into There's him. There's a gay person in it? Yes, the main character, well, actually, I would say the main character, I don't know his sexuality, to be honest, by the A lordy? No, he's the he's the love interest. Oh, Lordy is the, the pine, but the main guy. So I thought it was going to be a queer man pining over a straight man in this big British castle, and I was like, "This is excellent. I'm excited to yeah emote in yeah, through yeah. this." But it ended up taking such a crazy turn that it's not about that at all. So I was like, <laughs> "So I was like, okay, this is no longer devastating to me, even though there is some like it does kind of set it up in a little bit that way. Like the turn it takes is so drastic that you're like, well, this is completely a different. This is like watching a thriller oh, now. Interesting. So. So that, that was really different. Creative. It was interesting, yeah. And then Jacob Lordy is naked. Sometimes. <laughs> they definitely get lots of full? shots of him. Not full, but they get lots of shots of him. Full. <laughs> I thought you said whole. <laughs> Could no you, hole. When are men gonna start showing hole? When are men gonna show Jacob Lordy needs to show screen. hole if he wants to be GQ man of the year? Um but no, they but they did show lots of great shots of him like glistening in the sun and looking really beautiful, shirtless, cool. plenty of that, yeah. Between that and Elvis I got plenty of or Priscilla, I got plenty of him. Oh yeah, Priscilla, that, I wanna watch that. That's a good one. Anyway. Enough about this. Um, should we bring our guest in? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, boys! Our guest this week is an amazing stand-up comedian. You may have seen her on Comedy Central. She is also uh, we go way back to some carnival people at some point um, <laughs> back in Ireland somewhere. Yeah. Um, we're so excited to have her. Please welcome Brittany Carney. Hi, thank you so much for having me both. Welcome. Thank you for, thank you for being here. You're a long-time here. dream guest. Oh, yes, that's, of course. I'm honored and grateful to be here. Yes, some of our boys at home might recognize you from being on our live show. Oh yeah, which is uh, so always a, always a blast. Club coming. Wait, you guys just did a one where you did half hours. Yes. We did. How yes, was it? it was good. It was fun. Yeah. Um, it's fun. I'm sure. I don't know how you feel, but it's fun to like. Uh, so often in the city, like our shorts, our sets are so, so short. short. Yeah. So it's nice to like get to like be like, how does this look? All yeah, put together and like sure. you know longer set, and then also doing. Because st- f- I'm sure you guys feel this too. Like when you're doing short sets you only have so much time to work on like so many of your jokes and yeah. so there's some stuff i'm like fuck i haven't done this in weeks i haven't done this in months like i just right. haven't like run that joke in so long and right. so it's nice to like get to and do string all of it. things together yeah that's specifically it's hard when you're doing 10 minutes everywhere or whatever for yeah 15, you know and to get yeah. like i have a couple newer things newish things that are like stories or just like longer oh, and yeah. they take like and it's like oh this takes up too much time in a 10 minute set to like to dedicate the entire... It's like, if they yeah. don't like this, if they're not on board, I've just, like, tanked the entire <laughs> the <whole> set. <laughs> yeah, I understand. That happens yeah. to me a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. yeah, it was good. I got to see you, I guess, maybe just once last week. Oh, yeah, that was, that was a JSO. Or a JSO, yeah. That was really fun. Yeah. I felt, actually, bizarre because I... What was my thing? Oh, I had, like, two... Uh, yeah, the, it was a very fun show. But one thing that happened is that right before my set, which I didn't even realize that I was on, I, there was a, there was a, what's it called, an intermission. And I, for some reason, thought I was, he had, Jay had said something to me, but I registered as I was the first person after intermission, but I was the last person before intermission. <laughs> so I was just like in the bar area of the bell house <laughs> talking to a group of people. And then my friend who had nothing to do with the show comes running out and is like, Brittany, don't, they're like calling you on right now <laughs> so i had to bolt 
all the way back through. And then uh, that was like, I felt like bizarre adrenaline from that. And then the other thing is that right before this like interaction where I was told that I was being called to the stage. Um, okay. So Jesse David Fox of Volter. Yes. Was had like it, the previous show that night was his show for his book. And there was some part of it that involved hot sauce because he was like eating wings on stage with this like really like violent hot sauce and he had i was like oh can i have some and i he gave some to me and i have a high spice tolerance honestly but it was so extreme that i it was the kind of thing where i'm like oh yeah no it's just you know oh yeah it's not that spicy it tastes really good (laughs) and then like 30 seconds later i'm like Oh, oh, and I was feeling um, pain, and then I was like called to the stage, and I think oh I felt God. kind of on drugs from the hot sauce. Like I felt like, um, like my mouth was like I was like slurring my words. It can make you. What's that thing where your eyes go in? It, I feel like it make me lightheaded. Oh yeah, hot things. yeah. Hot things literally make me lightheaded. I, I think spicy foods can give you a sort of high experience. Yeah, like at least like bre- or just like disorient you. Oh yeah. my god! Wow, knowing that that on top of the. Just the hustle of getting back to the backstage, <laughs> that like so that weird. is crazy. I felt so like I really felt like I was having some sort of out of body thing, and I could I was very aware of my tongue. Because yeah, but anyway, yeah. Especially that was, that was speaking nice after that, that is <laughs> yeah, so yeah, funny. Yeah. Wait, what funny. you've described are all the ways that people are trying to make stand up shows interesting, though. <laughs> now because they're like, yeah, like you're going to be on a treadmill and yeah. you're going to be eating spicy food yeah. doing your set, and you're going to be naked holding an animal, and it's like <laughs> okay, and you have to be dehydrated all day. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're like, yeah, hey, yeah. don't eat anything before the show. Like, Is this a doctor's appointment? What's going on? <laughs> That's so funny. Wait, I was funny because we I was backstage and we were like, where did Brittany go? And I like went to go to like just check if you were in the restrooms. So I like knocked on the oh, door. Right, of course. No answer. I open it and it's like clearly nobody's in there. And I like tur- I'm like, maybe she's behind the door. And I was like, I don't oh know where she's. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thanks, Nico. I was Thanks like, I just want to make sure you didn't pass me. out or something. Or like that'd yeah. be kind of wild. What if I'd passed yeah. out at a comedy show? I know, because my mind immediately goes like uh, just like panic. So I'm like, oh God, what you know, she uh, what, yeah. what happened? And like, <laughs> I <laughs> no, know. Just, just eating hot sauce. <laughs> it's very nice <laughs> out, and it's like if you had just like disappeared. And then, I mean, yeah. I'm, what I'm describing is a movie. <laughs> Once again, we're writing we're movies. <laughs> um, that's so funny. If I had actually passed out, that would be like a game changer for the whole show. <laughs> we would have would to would like, so annoying we'd have day. to like weekend at Bernie's. You oh, rip, drag me around, <laughs> drag yeah, you around. Like around I was around. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, who's gonna dance for the Meerkats? <laughs> One time, I was opening for um, Garrett Goldman and connecticut and i like that kind of happened i just like no the show hadn't started but it was like getting close to when somebody was going to come backstage to like address us about details but i was just the way you described that is my to address us about details is my favorite thing (laughs) (laughs) someone's going to address us about the details and if you're lucky because sometimes you know these people out here not telling us anything (laughs) that's true that's true we would be so blessed to know details of anything (laughs) sorry i feel like i sounded like r2d2 or something no but it is true that it's like not r2d2 it's a different sound that's like I meant um, the other one. Uh, anyway, well, you know what I mean. Like, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, this is gonna happen. Then this, this, but then I had just kind of like I was just outside on a hill, and Gary was I could tell kind of annoyed. So now I'm very aware of that. <laughs> Except this time, I didn't mean to do it. I was just eating hot sauce. That's so funny. 
I love his book, by the way. Jess, shout out Jesse David. Fox's it's in a book. box downstairs. It's coming. Oh, cool! I, ju- I just started oh, reading it. It's really, really good. Exciting. I can't wait to read it. Yeah. No, it felt me. It, it felt me. It made me feel. <laughs> it felt me. It reached out and it felt me. No. <laughs> Did you finish it? I'm I'm almost done. Actually, I have like two chapters left. I've been like rushing oh, through nice. it. Oh, nice! I can't wait. It's great. I mean, I've been a fan of his podcast forever. Good one. It's like before I even started doing comedy, I was listening to that and like just yeah. love. I'm just obviously into the inside baseball of that kind of stuff. And yeah. Um, I loved his book because it made me feel confident a- a- about my wow, that's stuff awesome. and just like what I want to do. And I, I'm sure you guys both feel the same way. Like it just is such a good, it rips through this moment in time where we're seeing, I think a lot of work be rewarded or like TikTok rewarding right. certain things. And like, it's to the heart of like, what are we doing? What should stand up do? How should we measure it? Like, is it just on like what's quote funny or what's getting laughs or like, is it about like, is that even the right way to critique comedy interesting um and goes more into like intent and context and community and like what that's about and it just like really inspired me about just like okay good like whoever is the voice of of really comedy critique right now in many ways like i feel like he has such a big role in that it has like incredible things to say as i assumed he would but um that's awesome anyway can't recommend it enough i that's so cool because i feel like he has this huge capacity for and patience for comedy that i think i'm losing i mean just because we around it all the time it's not like i don't it's like i'm only gonna pay attention to people who i like want to see on stage and otherwise i feel pretty exhausted by it but also energized and excited but it like fluctuates for sure i'm tired and i'm very tired so it's kind of it's like really i feel like it's like exciting and empowering to hear when he talks about yeah because he loves he clearly loves it so much yeah it does like inspire that like love of it again and it like really does yeah so anyway any anybody who likes comedy should read the book but especially comedians i think will feel I don't know, just empowered by like there are people out there that do want to hear good things <laughs> and don't just want to hear that's so cool nonsense that gets like you know viral on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, but I hear you. It's so exa- it's I feel like people underestimate how exhausting it is to have a nighttime job. Yeah, I think I'm feeling that recently, and I'm somebody you know. Sometimes people feel. <laughs> what did I say? People. I said I was. About, I said people peel. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sound of that. I think. Um, I'm liking the weather. Like I like when it gets dark earlier. Like I don't feel sad or depressed by it, but many people do feel that way. But I think I'm like still kind of tired or something recently. Yeah. So anyway, that's not what this podcast is about. We're feeling that but burnout I, though. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm feeling, feeling burnout. it. So should we true. um should we get into our questions? What's a boys' club that you're a part of? Okay. Well, so or I not a part of. You can do any order. Okay. Okay. I had two thoughts about what the boys' club. I'm. Oh, wait, wait. 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 What was the first one that I'm not a part of? Yes. I guess I'll start. Was not a part of. Um. Uh. Okay. My first one that came to mind that I think is not the one I'm going to focus on, but I guess is worth just bringing up is I've never played. This is more explicitly gendered. I've never played beer pong. And I just think that I never will. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think it's part of my future now. I don't know that I'm seeing you in any <laughs> yeah, yeah. intentionally in any spaces right. where this might come up. I think if I'm playing, if I at the age of 35 onward have to play beer pong, <laughs> I think I'm probably deeply unhappy in the moment or got trapped somehow. Yeah. You know, You're in a I don't want you yeah. at a frat house. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't th- envision you near a table that would even be so disrespected <laughs> as to play beer pong on top of it. <laughs> no, 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 no. That is so um, true. And like the college atmosphere I was in was like not that vibe. At least my, and definitely not my my friends. You know, and that's just something I it pops up periodically. I'm like uh, when people reference it. 
in friend circles or in movies. And I'm like, I just don't even know what the math here is exactly. <laughs> and I, I don't think I would, I don't think I'd be good at it. And I don't really understand the mechanics of the game. Yeah. Is it like bowling? You just have no. to. Well, it, it kind of. It isn't that like you're, you are knocking out. In the same way you knock out pins, you do knock out the cups by like getting the ball in the. And when the they cup. get it in yours, you drink the beer. You drink the beer, which is how it, yeah, it becomes like a drinking game. But I do feel like it sounds flirty. It probably gets really. It flirty. can be really flirty. I mean, it can be a great way to like meet somebody at a party to be their partner and to be like, it's a good way to have something to do that you can be talking about and can be like, oh, you suck at this or you're good at this or whatever. So My that, sobriety is why I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> if I wasn't sober, I would have found yeah, the lucky guy. Yeah, because we'd be at so many beer um, pong parties right now. I know. <laughs> there's probably somewhere there's sober beer pong. There's always Which, someone that's like, we can play with water. Like, it's or you can just live your life. It, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is a total boys club in that mostly. I feel like mostly boys. Boys definitely predominantly are taking okay. up the beer pong tables. Right, right. But also, I think it's a boys club, and people like to like know the rules and know the different ways you can like call the way that the cups are supposed to be formed, and like you can request certain like formations, and that's like oh. there's certain lingo there. And if you don't know that, like a triangle or yeah, but they'll call it something line. like like a bow tie or like a gentleman's Whoa. cross or something like stupid like names like that. And so then now you got to be in on this lingo, which is like an additional boys club in its own right. You know, with like the way they can make you feel excluded you for not. You say about. I'm gonna get five and you four. get like so many. So if you get like some of the cups out, you can re-rack them so that they're closer together to get your chances of getting them better. But they have special names for the way that you re-rack it, like a gentleman's bow tie. I'm making that one up, oh, but it's something like yeah, that. I, <laughs> I don't even remember what they are. But they're like, what's the Boy Scout knot? Yes, like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A traveler's knot. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Um, um, I just don't think you need games to drink. If you want to drink, drink. <laughs> And drink. Yeah. Like you never had to throw to get to for you to have to throw <laughs> yeah. some. I was shots like, back. you are wasting time. <laughs> and we went to school in North Carolina where oh, cool. drinking games are illegal, <laughs> right? <laughs> I thought when we were in school, everyone's like, drinking games are illegal. It's like we're also nineteen, so like, so it's all of this is illegal. <laughs> right, right, right. I feel oh, like they were like, drinking games are extra illegal. Maybe, but that was never brought up at my school. What part well, of North Carolina is? What parts of North Carolina did you go to? Well, I went to school in at Elon, which is near. Greensboro would be the closest. Oh, okay. Have you been to Greensboro? No, but is that the counter? Greensboro, Greensboro of the counter theme? Yes. You know I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> There's <laughs> a girl related to it. I forget what her name is. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah. That is a relevance of Greensboro. Um, I worked at a museum in DC where they had like a replica of that counter. And what so, museum? Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> the American History Smithsonian. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when were you there? It's like being like I went to school in Boston, which school Harvard. <laughs> when was this part? When was this happening? I worked there from 2015 to 2017. I have two brothers there and three cousins. Oh, in DC. Uh huh. <laughs> like at the Smithsonian. The <laughs> I, I lived in DC for seven years. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, yeah. That's where I started comedy and went oh, to graduate cool. school. Nice. But I, I love DC. Yeah, I love DC too. That's so cool that you have, um, wait, who, family? or Two brothers, three, oh, I have two brothers are both gay. One goes to Vita <laughs> Fitness. I feel like Vita Fitness is oh, like is such a, there's scary a, that's gay. A, yeah, DC, they have that Vita Fitness like culture there specifically, I think. Yes. Anyway, uh, yeah. yeah. DC is a very interesting gay town. Yeah. It's like very specific. It feels like, yeah. um, oh, cis white gay men getting botox well i feel like if right. you are if you're a gay man living in dc the 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 question the looming question or threat of any person in public office 
wanting to maybe secretly right. have a deal with you is there. You know what threat. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Opportunity. Th- sure. Well, whatever way you want to twist it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Opportunity right. threat. Whatever. I just I would be aware that it'd be like every time I was on, if I were a gay man in DC on Grinder, I'd be like, who am I going to see on this? I think that probably does exist as an like just through friends or whatever. Like yeah, and it's very J Crew. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, the, world. the three of us would be so enchanting to people in DC. <laughs> we I'm serious. Go to Whenever DC. anyone is like interesting or has cool clothes in DC, <laughs> they're like, that's an artist, you know? Aspadrills. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, um, oh, wait, but that actually, DC itself is its own boys' club in many ways. It has different, different boys' clubs within it, but can I bring up? the main boys club that I wanted to say that I'm not a part of, which is like a big one for me. Or maybe it's, I think it's a big one like, like societally is I don't have a driver's license. I never had. And again, like beer pong, I think never, I don't know if I will unless I like have a kid. I feel like you are not in a, like, I feel like being in New York and like you can take the train to DC, you can take a plane to anywhere else you would need to do comedy. Yeah. You're not driving around here. You don't need to. So it's like, who no. cares at this point? And I grew up, well, my I grew up in Tokyo for the most part. And then we like didn't, well, my parents had cars. But, uh, you know, I, I guess I was just raised like on public transportation. You go to school and whatever and stuff on the weekends via train or subway. Yeah. And then obviously like cars were in my life. But then when we moved to the U.S., like Philadelphia area, yeah, I got my permit junior year of high school. And so we moved when I was f- like 14, so that meant that a lot of my friend my soon my like ev- eventually friends at high school in Philly were like obviously gearing to get their licenses yeah. and like practicing here and there. And then I got my permit late in, when I was a junior when people already got their licenses. And then I practiced for like the course of a year basically into senior year. I remember you had to like do a certain number of hours. Yeah. You know and you log your hours. And it's yes. like, yeah. who's doing that for real? My, I was because my parents are narcs. <laughs> They're oh, losers. We're really making sure <laughs> yes. that you did. I mean, <laughs> right, right. Probably my parents. My younger sister has a license, and I'm sure my parents were like that with her. But basically, I just like didn't like what my what happened is like I would drive. My mom would get me from theater practice at night, and I would like drive us back, and she would be like white knuckling. <laughs> The, the Dude, my mom too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Which instills so much confidence as you and you as a driver when your mom is like literally like yeah, you can see, see the it. veins popping out right. of her hands. Yeah, like, exactly. It's not that bad. We're moving. We're going twenty miles an hour right now. Right <laughs> on like quiet suburban roads, <laughs> yeah. but I just am not. I wasn't very good, and so then, um, and then senior year, my best friend had we had the system where she would drive me. She would like pick me up, um, and I would pay her ten dollars every week for gas. And so we had this, I had this like little built up system. And then I just like, so then towards the end of senior year, I was practicing more and I took a test and I failed it because of parallel parking. And I remember feeling like not that bothered. I was like, well, I'll just take it again but before I go to college. And then I just never did. Like I went to college in a place where I took the bus everywhere and I walked. And then I moved to DC where I took the metro and then I moved here. And my mom apparently had got her license when she was. 26 but only because she had a job in delaware and so i always thought in my earlier 20s like whatever i'll just get it by the time i'm 26 like my mom and now i'm 35 american <laughs> years and i think <laughs> i'm just not gonna get it i'm just not gonna be part of that club the club yeah. i'm a part of i guess is like passenger princess <laughs> yeah yes. I'm not. i and also i think i forgot how to drive 
Like I Oh in New York I bet it happens Yeah like my body Like I drove to like Maryland I rented a car And drove to Maryland After not driving For like three years No (laughs) I don't like that My body doesn't do well With that I have intrusive thoughts And I keep being like I'm gonna go like it was just there's always things coming at you and you have to make decisions based off them. It's like very stressful. Oh, yeah, so stressful. yeah. It's, like, it no is the most dangerous thing we do like on a regular basis. So I mean, I feel right. like it's yeah, like I no, know. no. If you don't feel the need for it, then why even? Because no. I, mean, I, I, yeah, I'm the same way. Like I drive every once in a while if I have to like drive to a show or something like outside the city. I'll oh, yeah. and do that every once in a while. So that's like nice to be able to do that. But like I'm not. I don't want to. Like the idea of having a car here is like it, every time I'm driving in the city, it's like. Do you not want to buy one anymore? For a second, I did. You for don't like want me sending you these something? pictures of cars? <laughs> Every I, time I see a oh, car that says for sale, I said you would have a sexy car, and you go, I think. Thank you. Yeah. Well, so I like. So now that I've seen when I've seen older cars that are like like refurbished, I think that looks really cool because oh, I just nice. like the like ornateness of that, and just I just like yeah, that yeah, yeah. These things that like once used to be designed aesthetically, and I don't think we have enough of that anymore. So I like the old stuff like that. That's cool. I can see you with that. Yeah. Like, so really that would be cool. Wait, that's beautiful that you say that because you're the old, when when you first saw my apartment, you commented on like. The details of the radiator and stuff. I just think it's and so like, cool that yeah. it's it like is. it's d- even the radiator stuff. And like they just don't any new building now. They don't make them like that. Yes, that's so interesting. You're right. It, there's there's like real beauty to it. Yeah, and I like the paint yeah. on it as well. Yeah, and this like they this must All be of the it. original. It's, yes, this is. I mean, this came with the place. It's so beautiful. That's so cool. Nineteen oh four. Nineteen oh four. Oh nice. Yeah. I love this yeah. Scene. So anyway, um, so I don't think I want like uh, so there was a moment in time where I was like, oh, wouldn't it be so cool to have my own car and like maybe I would use it and then I was like and then I smartly I was like I'm gonna give it a month and if I still want a car then I will like look into the financing of it because that's a whole other thing and then by a month I was like I'm not gonna use this I haven't once thought God bless I wish I had a car like I've never thought I love taking the subway I love being yeah. traveling on foot it's really only if I ever needed to like leave the city. Um, that's so interesting. I feel like I do that process with like a dress I like on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I think about it for yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think it is like cool and normal and useful to have a car and a license. So I look, I like, I would understand you and like considering it carefully and maybe you'll just do that later or something. Yeah. If, if I ever have year. a place that uh, has like a, a real parking spot, like, oh, it, like right. a driveway or something or like. If I ever, yeah. yeah. Do you see yourself ever going to like? I'm sure you've been to LA plenty of times, but do you see yourself ever like living there? And then in that case, you maybe so, would. <laughs> yeah, that's actually funny because I feel like, for sure, obviously I've thought, you know, oh, the only reason I would really want to live in LA anyway is if I really got a good job opportunity there. Totally. And then would that mean that I would that necessitate me getting a driver's license? And it already feels so like anxiety-inducing. The idea of getting a license for LA specifically because that's already like I'm pretty a horrible place to drive. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> and um, and uh, but okay. So then the last time I was in LA was in April, and I I remember feeling specifically like so impatient with sitting in a car because I have no control over anything. I'm yes. just in yeah. the backseat of an Uber, and the thing is that I know two people. Who I don't have driver's licenses. I mean, one I don't know personally. One is um, uh, what's his name? Uh, not uh, fuck, not Keegan Michael Key. Um, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele <laughs> apparently doesn't have his license, or as of like five years ago, which I heard on a podcast. But I, my life doesn't look like his, and so I think he. Can <laughs> You're not then, married to Chelsea Peretti. Right, 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 right. A girl can dream, but maybe. <laughs> then um, 
that would be like a really complicated homewrecking. So then, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm very far from being, being being close. So, but then my other the other person who's also named Jordan Jordan Temple, who's the comedian oh, who was yes, here yes, and now yes. he writes for a lot in, in LA. He doesn't have a license, but he's like very successfully writing for many shows. So I think he just like Ubers everywhere. Ubers everywhere. Yeah. So sorry. Long story short is that I think I thought about them and I was like. that feels like not that realistic even like if I have to live in LA I probably do have to consider this but then I remember feeling so uncomfortable in the back of Ubers all day like feeling vaguely carsick and like too and like hot and like I didn't have control over anything that I made me feel like yeah it's probably worth just having your own situation Brittany even if you're like borrowing somebody's car or renting. it's such a beautiful reframe about like new york we're really on our hero's journey every day to get wherever the hell we need yeah, to yeah. go you against the world yes. constantly <laughs> you and your subway pass there's nothing more yeah. intoxicating than being like oh this train's down well i actually know another route i <laughs> will fucking walk I'm like do, yes i'm, I'm like, always doing that can i tell you speaking of intoxicating can i tell you a toxic like pride thing i have yes yeah. is when i'm in another like if i'm traveling for a comedy or i'm in an airport or something and i have to zoom up and down staircases i feel so good at it because of the subway <laughs> i'm like <laughs> running past people oh you know i'm like not that physically strong. i have no stamina but i know how to like kind of like walk up a staircase and heel <laughs> boots with my little muji <laughs> suitcase yes. and it makes me feel pride like i have to do this just to get around my life in new york yes yeah. we're built to last here we really yeah. are you see some of the oldest people you've ever seen in this city and it's because they yes. have always lived here there is something vital about this place and like, they yeah. have a great little ass without it's strong yeah. <laughs> you know what great I'm hamstrings up and down. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. um i so yeah. feel that every time i'm in any any airport airports really where you i feel like experience anything like kind of close to like the subway just in terms of like a lot of people in transit walking up and down stairs and like in tight corridors and stuff and i the ass like the new york asshole in me like comes out when people are like not to the side on the escalator and they're like not letting you pass and i'm just like does nobody know how to live in a fucking city anymore like unless you live in new york right it's couples and then you have to be like i'm not jealous (laughs) (laughs) i'm late (laughs) you shoot a move yeah yeah well actually speaking of dc and like like DC, one very specific boys club that I still feel a part of, even though I'm not I haven't lived there for a few years, is that people are really strict there about like uh, st- uh, the like people walking stand on one side of the escalator and other people that are still stand on the other side, and it's like very DC like in that there's a lot of order. And yeah. I'm like proud to be a part of that because when I go back in to DC for shows, I'm like yeah, and you know <laughs> oh no, I know how this works. Yeah, and I feel. I'm pompous about it. What blows my mind there is, I don't know if this is hack to say because I don't know if people in DC are always talking about this, but the way that the crosswalks give you like 99 seconds. Oh my God, a million years oh, to cross. Yeah. <laughs> you could just like lie down. <laughs> like, take a photo. Like, Do some yoga. Whereas here, literally, there are times I'm just like, oh, like there's one right, right in, in Nolita that I swear to God, it's 11 seconds and it's like, and I need every one of them. Like <laughs> I'm like booking it and I, and I get stressed about it. Yeah. But like in DC, it's like, here's take a minute and a half. I, know. And I think right. it'd be stressful to drive there because you can't just like blow that. Yeah, I think it's, streets are a bit wider and it's a little bit still even though things are very orderly it's like still there's something culturally a little bit more it's the south it's the south exactly it's the south yeah yes people are taking their damn time i am curious to see if my brothers stay there forever and if they kind of settle down down and build lines there because i'm not sure what that would look like in dc do you know what neighborhoods i hope they listen to this dupont circle oh yeah yeah, cool cool. they both live in dupont little apartment oh nice. that's so fun nico stayed at my brother's apartment when he was there oh cool Yeah. yeah For comedy? Nice. Yeah, it was our okay. first show. Nice. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His rent is $1,600. Oh, 
and well, it's oh, it's serving cool. him well. It's a beautiful place. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's doing well. I'm trying to think of uh, anybody else. I'm trying to think of other driver's license stuff. I got my driver's license in the South. It's crazy. Like in, in South Carolina, because I grew up in Georgia, but in South oh, Carolina, okay. I had friends who lived in South Carolina, and you can get your full ass license at 15 and a half. That's a child. 15 really? and a half. Yeah, you just need. I mean, that makes sense. Like yeah. infrastructurally, with people moving around. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess it, I mean, it, and also it was like. I think it's designed to make it such that, like, if you are a teen who, like, has a job that you can, like, you can start, like, making your own money at that point. And right, so in that way, right. I think it's, like, very helpful because, like, you, there's no public. There is public transport, but it's bad. It's, like, not funded right, well. Right, right. And it's, oh, like, I see. Yeah, yeah. Just buses that are, like, I've never taken the bus in Savannah because it's, I, I don't know. They're just, like, it's not well-funded infrastructure. <laughs> and oh, it yeah. should be better. But, um, yeah, so I guess I got my license at, like, f- 16. Oh, cool. Is that when they, it is in Philly, too? Um, it is 16. I believe I got mine two days, maybe one day before I turned 18 years old, which really enabled my alcoholism because I was <laughs> never the driver. Passenger princess, <laughs> oh, right. you say. Yes, I was never the driver. Yeah. I was always in the trunk or yeah. something like that. I was never. As the, a question. I'm sorry. No, over here, oh, no, not at all. I was just going to ask as the passenger. He's princess. here every time. I'm just <laughs> <That's kidding. true. laughs> I was going to ask as the passenger princess is if you guys feel like you bring anything special to the road trip, like, uh, oh, like a music or the snacks sometimes or something. Sna- I'm a snack yeah. bringer. I feel like I bring nothing in terms of help with I was gonna say. <laughs> directions. I'm not Wait, a bad I'm girl. so bad at the direct. Yeah. Like I'm like actively bad. Like I should not be in the passenger seat. I should be in the back. I will miss things. I will not. It's I never good. I can't believe we ever did them without phones. Like I need Siri to be like, "Hey, you're turning in three seconds." Like I, uh, how we ever did that with just straight up maps, map quest. My dad was no here idea. a few right. weeks ago on the subway. He took a picture of the map, and I was like, "What are you doing?" And he said, "I want to look at this later." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> oh He's like, "Let's still learn it." <laughs> It's like, That's you can't cool. learn it. I know. It's like, this map that you're looking at, it's actually just a piece of art. Like, it's actually a decoration. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The one on the <laughs> subway, <laughs> it's like, there's nothing, this isn't like, yeah, there's nothing geographically accurate about this map. There's like, the the, the distance between the subway stops is definitely wrong. Like, there's nothing oh, right, right, right. to be gained from this map. I don't yeah. think the, the key is correct. It's just nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, when I, actually, when I had this job at the uh, American History uh, Smithsonian there was an older like docent lady who like took a liking to me and she I was about to go to London by, by myself to visit friends and she um, gave me like a little travel guide that she probably has had since the 90s <laughs> and like a little slim travel guide and she was like you know it's helpful because there's a map of the tube in the back and I remember <laughs> thinking like okay thank you <laughs> but I used it I was so proud of myself I used that map to get around that's like the only time that I really looked at a map for more than two seconds. Was it so, more helpful than a phone? I think in that time, it was, well, yeah, it was 2016. So definitely I, I, people had smartphones. I'm sure I did. But maybe I didn't have like service or something like that or only only I did if I was on Wi-Fi or whatever. So yeah. I used a physical map, but I think I'll never again. I feel like <laughs> when I was in high school. It's a one-time only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think senior year of high school. I was printing out directions to people's graduation parties. Is that possible? Oh my gosh. Maybe. Cute. Yeah. Could yeah, that be right. true? I remember yeah. printing the map quest out for like, we took like a, like we did a family trip from when we lived in upstate New York. Still, we did a trip to, so I was like probably seven. So we did a drive from upstate New York to the Outer Banks for a beach vacation in North Carolina. And I had to print out the map. Qu- and I remember that being like my job that I was so proud that I got, cause I was only a kid that knew how to use the printer cause I was seven and everybody else was five and two and three. <laughs> so I, I had to, um, but I remember vividly like being like, how do you even use this? Like, this is just instruct, like, what does this mean? Any of this, like the numbers of the highways, I was so confused about, I think to this right. day we'd be confused about how to use the map quest. Map quest. 
I wonder if that's still it probably is. Yeah. At some point they probably tried to update it by making it into an app, but I feel like nobody's going to use that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's gone are the days of MapQuest. Um wait, did you do you, which DMV did you get your uh, thing from? Do you remember? It was horrible. Was it was hell. <laughs> yeah, mine was near a, where there's a Wegmans now, but I don't remember. Okay, is that King of Prussia? Well, maybe. I mean, me I think there is a Wegmans near King of Prussia, but I don't think that my the way people you know describe King of Prussia, it's as if it touches all corners of Philadelphia. Yeah, and I think it does. <laughs> and yeah, that's like that was like my high school. You know, I, I, not, I wasn't particularly cool or like I didn't like hang out with groups of people. But my little friends, like we would go to. King I always say it gave like, me. I never understood what other people's malls were because yeah. I was like, right. all malls are an entire state. Same. That's like, probably yeah. also public transit. You get in on one side and you can exit the other side on the other yeah. side of Philly. <laughs> I just yeah. had a family reunion in it, kind of <laughs> like <laughs> <somewhere>. <laughs> it was like some. Mine was in Olney. Do you know Olney? No. It was in Philly. Wait, O L. O L N E Y. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I know it was. It was the name of the DMV or it like just, the area. It was the area, and it just hit me because my grandfather was buried across the street. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's where it was. Rest in peace. Rest I in just peace. remember going and being like, "Papa's." <laughs> Like so many uh, was he with you during your test, you think? Not the first two times because I failed the permit test the first two times. <laughs> took me three tries for the permit test. Oh, but then I got right. the license on the first one. Wow. The only time I ever wow. parallel parked. So it was parked. the written test that really tripped you up. Guess well, well some of the rare. questions I think were I overthought. Sure. Like sure. they were, I thought they were trick questions and they were not. Yeah. They were just stupid questions. But it was sad because I remember my dad was like, if we come back here one more time, like he was not having it. <laughs> oh, that man was like, gosh. I... I know I'm only a teacher, but I have things to do. <laughs> I cannot keep driving you here. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but I could never parallel park. Like I lived in Chicago oh, and for wow, four years yeah. and I had a car for the one year. I had a car for one year. And then I called my dad and said, do you want this back? And then he flew down, drove it home. I, drove, oh, I, see, see. I would like, I would, could it only park into things that had a, and a ton of space that I would kind of just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's no parallel. Parking. I mean, it's just not worth the risk of hitting another car. That's such a liability. That's not such that. a. That's now days, weeks, months of paperwork. I mean, I saw someone do that last night at late at night, and I looked for a second. I was like, I'm not looking. Do whatever you need to do. Like I just kind of walk. <laughs> I know they think I was going to be like an issue. Yeah, <laughs> Chicago feels like it's a um a city where people have cars. So they people do it. have cars. They, yeah, or like they like figure it out. But also, you don't have to, I guess, because of the. You really don't have to. L? The L. L, L, L. The L is lovely. And the buses. I was just thinking, I was like, oh, New York's the only bus city that I've lived in. But it was like, no, actually, Chicago, Chicago had lovely buses. I wish all towns had better public transit because yeah. it's just so, it would just be better for all of us. Um, I went to college in Honolulu where there's a, the <gasps> bus system in Hawaii is called the bus. And <laughs> 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 and I love that. My little like the college bus. ID had like, you can get like the, like a, pa- like a, the bus pass on it. So I remember like a shimmery sticker that said the bus on my ID. That that's cool. Yeah, that's so. Did yesterday. you go to University of Hawaii? I went to Hawaii Pacific University, and cool. they're close together geographically. Yeah. Cool. That's for four years. Yeah. That's a beautiful. Except place junior to be for year, I was years. back in Japan, but like I mean, through yeah. So junior, year I was in Japan, and then um, for like uh, international program, whatever. But it was just an excuse to be <laughs> back in Japan. Is that still crazy far, like from you from Japan to Hawaii? It is. 10 hours in damn i know because it like you think it's like even yeah, japan like, to on a map LA, you think it's probably not that bad but it's still like a crazy far flight isn't it right and then i'm uh, like hawaii's or maybe it's like seven but it feels it's still like further you, than you think it's gonna yeah. be yeah the truth is if you look at a map it does like looks like those are the two blobs in the pacific ocean yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i think it's at least seven hours and i however 
I guess that year that was junior year of college like I think I flew not from Hawaii I flew from Pennsylvania because I flew like it was the end of summer break or whatever which by the way I think the last time I ever drove Literally, like it was 2008, like before Obama was. Wow. <laughs> 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 I was just in my parents' driveway. Wow, we've yeah. seen several presidents. Bush is America. <laughs> George Bush's America was the last time it was safe to drive. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, for sure. Should we do our uh, our next one? Wait, I need to say one thing about your student ID thing. Reminded me <laughs> last night, Michael Abbott. Did you see what he was wearing last night? Um, is that a comment? I don't think so. Do you know Michael? You would I love him. Would oh, love cool. Michael. He's so funny. He's so strange. And, the, oh, and I, I mean that him. as only as a compliment. I would oh, never be like, that person's strange no, in a bad way. No, he's that. a one yeah. of a kind. He went to a museum before the movie. And he said, I said, is that free? And he said, yeah, because I told him I was a student. And I said, they believed that. And it was like, yeah, he is wearing overalls right now. <laughs> fully <laughs> wearing a crew of overalls. <laughs> and he said he dressed like that so they would know that he's a student. Well, that's funny because I, I was doing a show in Providence. I was doing a college show in at Johnson and Wales College in Providence. Oh. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to go look around Brown because I'm curious. Yeah, never yeah. been to an Ivy League school. I want to go right. see what this is all about. And I went into one of the buildings and a woman was like, can I help you? And I was like, uh, no, I'm just a prospective profe- student. <laughs> and she was like, no problem. Believe me completely. I was like, right. My passion oh for a high schooler. Like, <laughs> no, you just have like a youthful yeah. features. Like, you know, good yeah. skin and stuff. Thank Wait, you. we I, could I, all play 20. Let's all true. say that about the CW. Other. That's true. Could I play 20? Yes. Mm. Yeah, like, you really could. Yes. Both of you look really young. You could absolutely play 20. Which I think I'm like getting, I'm like getting this, I'm like almost 40. So I know that people should be, should enjoy feeling like they look young or that people perceive them as young. But I think I'm starting to get like, Come on, I've lived a lot of life. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like a like a, get a smoker's cough out of nowhere. But uh, yeah. come on, anyway. uh, oh, yeah, I um I'm starting to like uh, that's what I mean. Like I'm starting to be like, oh, but I just want someone to take me seriously. Yeah, <laughs> I totally get that. I totally get that because I feel that about like what I I just turned twenty six and oh, right. um somebody was like asking me if I how I feel about like getting older and mm-hmm. I was like. I'm starting to feel like my age is now like I don't feel like a kid anymore. Like 26 yeah. feels like a more no, a, and I, it will only feel more adult. I'm sure as I go, but I'm kind of ready for that. No, um. <laughs> I'm not expecting anyone. Wait, can you do that? Because do you want me to? I'm, yeah. I'm buckled in. Wait, it's the door button. It's all the way to your left. It's. I we're, wonder. Sorry. We're always in a battle over the light. I like it to be dark. No, I kind of like it. It feels kind of prefatorial. Yeah, it does. It does. Like office hours. Like I don't know who yes. among who of yes. us. Is, I think you're holding I'm office holding. hours because you're in the. Because I'm in the green chair. Yeah, yeah, Before yeah. you got here, we were fully doing a therapy session where I was sitting. <laughs> oh, we were really so feeling cool. it, and I was like, "So, what do you think uh, about him? Made you feel that way?" <laughs> him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Outing me on the podcast. <laughs> we were really getting into your sexuality. No, um, yeah. but anyway, yes, I totally agree that like I think I would start. I I that was like a feeling I didn't realize I had. So I was like, yeah, I think I am like feeling ready to be like taken seriously. And that's something that comes with I have something to say age, about that. Maybe. I feel like it's not linear. We're like probably when I turned twenty eight, I felt like, okay, I'm a grown up. And yeah. then when I turned thirty two, I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like it I don't know what that is. I, also based on like life circumstances. Yeah. But I feel like for some reason for me it's gone up and down. 
And I think right now I feel about 15, but like I want to be seen as like I'm a woman that's 42. Yeah. That's actually how I feel right now. I, I actually just heard my roommate just turned 29 and I heard somebody at his birthday party the other night say something about like he's like next year you turn 30 and you like restart and like you're a baby again. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting wow. to think about decades in that way that like you are like like a phoenix. Yeah. You like restart <sighs> and you get to be like you are the youngest 30 of 30 you'll, in your 30s you'll ever be when you're 30. And then you like that's like a whole new <sighs> yeah. set of years to be like climbing. And it's not like you're it's like it restarts every decade, which I kind of like thinking about it that way um i was 30 so this week is like my five-year new york anniversary so i was 30 when i moved to new york and that's so silly it's like so weird to me i feel like that was like yesterday and also it's been 12 years yeah (laughs) it feels like that since i moved here but yeah yeah um okay should we do our our next question what's a boys club you are a part of okay um i'm uh well uh, this is like kind of on the nose, but it just is something that I've been feeling recently is that there's this like, um, conglomerate of like dude guys from Chicago, like comics that are from Chicago, okay. speaking of, and they're all like white guys. And I feel so a part of their circle. <laughs> and I, to an extent that I have, I shouldn't say this, I feel like I have, um, like I'm like I'm like the one black woman they know and hangs out. <laughs> <laughs> so they like book me a lot. Just our, oh, I think I it's like Maddie. we're at, close to the same age. Yeah. And when I moved here, um, I was like friends with some of those guys because of just stuff like from DC. Like they had gone to DC for shows. Yeah. And like I was friends with um, I'm like good friends with Tom Dakar, who was like a part of that, like the king of like little prince of that world. And then he lives in LA, but I feel close to them and I feel like. Uh, scene and they kind of just let me be myself and they like make fun of me in a cute way that I feel like uh, other people don't like they make fun of me in like a way that feels intimate yeah and like one one time I did maybe the CYSK um, like David Drake was like our next comedian, this little goblin is going to come crawl like our <laughs> And I felt like, yeah, I'm a part of this boys club. Yeah. And I know that's so obvious. It's like gendered and about comedy. But I don't, and I don't mean to be that, but it's just a club that I feel a part of. Yeah. I feel accepted by them, even though I feel like, I didn't really like those weren't guys that I was friends with growing up. Or yeah. yeah. That's really sweet. I feel like there's been this thing for me with like, I don't know, my entire like obviously my relationship to like men has been like a fraught one for my yeah. whole life but like it was it's something where i think when high school out of like probably jealousy and anger i was like i hate these guys and like like and i think also when you're like you know raised a woman and you're like in high school you're first learning about like things are unfair and i should be mad about right. these things and so i was like ref- you know you know reflecting that onto the boys i knew and i was right. just like fuck these guys i hate these guys and now as an adult and especially just like now that i'm like in a world where like i'm around people i like to be around and you know doing comedy and there's like this shared experience and language i'm i'm meeting so many like more straight men that i'm like oh you're actually like a nice dude like this is nice like we can this can be nice like they're not all yeah. they're not all crazy like there are some nice ones so it's like i, I totally relate to that of like yeah finding a small pocket that you're like okay these guys are cool yeah i, I can yeah i can definitely imagine that and i know how you're kind of i've had a, i guess it's like my thing is that probably like when I was in high school and those guys that type of guy existed even though I'm I'm talking about a specific like Chicago branding of guy (laughs) but like you know I I was just really shy and like had kind of randomly come from a small international school in Japan so I just felt like pretty disconnected from like any guy that was like athletic or like would play beer pong (laughs) or whatever or like there were some versions of that that were friends of my friends but i was like pretty quiet and mostly surrounded myself 
with other girls in high school. Yeah. And then in college, that that just like wasn't what who I was friends with. I was like I had like weirder fr- friends. And then I think in com- I think comedy sometimes what happens in comedy is that you these relationships forge based on things that are not like parts of your actual life, but because you're like intimately in the same world often at night, it's like you become close in this strange way, even though it's not based on other parts of yourself. So yeah, it's like somewhere, because it feels reductive to be like, Oh, this is like a work. Cause everyone has coworkers. Right. Like I guess if we worked at JP, I guess JP Morgan has like all sorts of people working there. But it is so funny with comedy. It's like, it really does put you into these rooms with people that you're like, I don't think that I would have ever been. I always say about this podcast brag, you never would think that it would be like a D one athlete and a, the star of Susical the musical <laughs> having a podcast. <laughs> okay. It wasn't a star. But, like, it, it, it does just, like, the love of this weird thing and this, like, thing that we do, like, puts people yeah, from all sweet. over the map in one basement. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You really basement. will meet so many different types of people doing comedy. Like, it just does bring some of the, the just yeah. such an array of people are drawn Truly. to it. Truly. And yeah. come from all backgrounds, honestly. Yeah. And, like, whatever drove them to do comedy can be really different so that's pretty interesting and I, I actually that's a feeling i've had for a long time like since i was n- when i was like newer in comedy in dc i had this feeling like oh we're all so intimately connected but also but then i would hear something like i would overhear two comics talk and it would be like oh yeah when i lived in miami and then the other person would be like oh you lived in miami and just like nobody knows yeah. some details about <laughs> each other or whether people have siblings or whatever yeah. you know because it's not like like that but it can grow and i f- yeah yeah feel and you're largely with people who have like jumped a sort of conveyor belt or jumped off a sort of conveyor belt in a way that is unique that I don't yeah. think like the average person on the street would totally understand. Like getting off that like nine to five uh-huh. traditional like yeah. career path kind of thing. Yeah. 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 It is also funny that like people will hear some of the most intimate things about you. Like if you talk about certain things on stage, they yeah. might like know these really intimate details about your life or just like, or your sex life or whatever you choose to talk about on stage. Right. But they really, d- then like, they're like, Oh, you lived in Miami. Like they have like all these yeah, other gaps exactly. and like, you know what I mean? It's so weird. It's like a weird, it's a weird relationship. There's a, a straight guy right. out there being like Connor Janda, you know, he's a side. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he has two gay brothers. <laughs> yes. um, or you guys know Devin Walker. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So w- twice he's made fun of me because he was like, he said, Carney, there's two Carnies in the room right now. <laughs> he said, but he was like, Carney also always has some like secret boyfriend. And I'm like, it's not secret. It's just that I'm not bringing this person a- around or necessarily talking about him on stage. But I just think that happens in comedy. Like you're not yeah. like, like he's not like, I'm not like parading a partner around. So, um, and part of that, and I, this is like stuff that I've thought through or like tried to unpack a little bit is because it can be, stand up can be a very male space. Like, um uh like i just kind of have never brought a dude around like it's yeah. like i feel like i want to be taken seriously as a comedian in yeah. this and i'm pretty femme so i feel like it takes every ounce of like to be taken seriously among these people like um i like put, put like i, t- I kind of like divorce myself from being like s- a sexual person yeah. you know and then so that's my point. So then, the, then like Devin will be like, "What? Where? How, you have a boyfriend?" I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." But it's just that thing where you're not really talking about it if you're hanging out with other comics, and I'm not yeah. always. Yeah. One time I was dating this guy who was really drunk at a show, and it was called Scorcher, and it was at Piano's Bar, and he was really wasted. And we were making the out. The show in the back. was called Scorcher. 
Yeah. Okay. And we were making out because like he was really drunk. I was like, this is weird. I'm at my work right now. (laughs) It's like I'm literally at work. I was like, I'm gonna go be super talented, which is obviously hot, but like get it together. (laughs) Like, need to figure it out. This is a work party. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. funny. Yeah, I. It is. It is like there are certain things like that on like we're like like you were saying just like bringing up you know like partnership or like seeing yourself as like any sort of like yeah like you have to. There is this weird thing where you do have to like try to find a version of yourself that is going to be like i i totally hear that like certain yeah. walls i'll put up about like certain things mm-hmm. i don't talk about on stage i'm like well there's only so many like i don't want you to yeah. even open that can of worms for you guys to like right. think about me differently like i like the way this is going so i totally hear that like having control over yeah. the way that comes across right and like what you let in or whatever or who wh- what kinds of audiences and what people in that world you let in but yeah I, yeah anyway yeah um yeah i feel a part of those dudes though i feel like they they like they respect me and they like um like I feel they like look out for me too in a cute way. That's yeah. sweet. Yeah. That's really sweet. That's me. Amazing. I also we both started in a different city. I think that's unique. To not start in Brooklyn. To like see oh. stand up somewhere. I didn't do it for a long time in Chicago. But even just to see the scene somewhere else, I think it's so interesting. Like yeah. that New York is a second yeah. Where did you start, Nico? Well, I started very briefly in Savannah. Um, I did oh, like a little right, bit, of that's center, right. which was like really nice to do because. Did you go to SCAD? I'm sorry. No, I, I just grew up there. But okay, um, do you know J- our friend Jesse Ballard? You may have seen her around before, but she went to SCAD, and we okay. met. We met when she was like as a student down there. Oh, cool. Which was cool. Um, but she. Uh, anyway, it was nice to do it a little bit in Savannah because, like you were saying, like to get a feel for another scene, and also, I'm, nice. it's like nice to like do it where it doesn't matter as much yes, we're like yes, nobody yes. it doesn't matter if you fail you build confidence that yeah, way yeah it's like and they gave me stage time immediately like it because it's just like they were just like yeah. chill and it doesn't matter and like they were like oh you're funny and you're young and like you're new let's like you're like you want to do 15 minutes and i was like i don't have five but <laughs> like sure like right, i guess i'll right. be up there for 15 minutes um but so that was like really nice to like get my my bearings somewhere yeah. that was like way chill that is really cool and oh yeah, most of my sister went to SCAD. So oh cool. I, the only part of have I been to, no no the only part of Georgia I've been to is actually Savannah for yeah. like her when we dropped her off in graduation. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's really nice. Um, yeah, I feel like DC was some version of that because I mean now it's a bit more it got more like professionalized. I feel like over the past decade or something or like now it's more competitive feeling. But when I started, it was like this like window where it was still pretty like newer and grassroots like the different scenes that were there and there was like a lot of crossover between like mm, club stuff there there's just like one older school club and then like altier things or like every other room anyway was just a bar where they were having shows so there was a lot it was like more communal and I feel like when I began doing open mics it was like at a helpful moment because I was there were no many other there were I was really the only like younger woman around the other women in the scene were older and about to move on from dc anyway or like literally we're already on the road and stuff so uh, it it was it was lucky i guess because i got to do stage time i got to like do good little bar shows quickly yeah yeah yeah, first because they're like yeah whatever she's the only one around (laughs) yeah yeah and i feel like when i hear about people starting in new york it feels so hard and different yeah, they never had a cush- like I had a cushy kind of. Yeah. yeah, it's nice to be able to like fail, like I said, like fail where it doesn't matter, and that like yeah. nobody cares, and it's like all good. Right, and fail your is so important for comedy. So but when important. it's in a more sympathetic environment, I think it makes a big, it's like big difference. Yeah, and it's harder to like. I feel like even in this, I mean, we can all, of course, do like bar shows where they they don't matter, and or any yeah, shows yeah, where yeah. we can experiment when we want to. But it does feel like there's more 
you're starting to build a, a reputation that people care about. And so they're like, oh, fuck, I don't want to, like, you know, experiment seven shows in a row. And people are like, geez, Nico really, like, sucks now. Or, like, you know what I mean? And, like, but, like, in a smaller scene, you can do whatever you want. Nobody cares. Yeah. Because nobody's thinking about it that much, I don't think, in terms of, like. Right. I don't know. But it, it just seems like way more chill. But I that was something I liked about when I moved to New York. Like you were saying, with like a smaller scene like that, it was a lot of older people. I was like one of the few young comedians. Oh. There was a couple like SCAD students, but because they were students, they were like obviously like doing other shit 90% right. of the time. So they would come sometimes. But it was like I was by far like the youngest person. And so when I moved to New York, I was like, oh, this is cool. I'll have friends now. Like I'll have people I actually like can relate to. Yeah. Yeah. Which was nice. Oh, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Oh, neat. And our last question for you, our button question, is what's a boys club you wish to see in the world? Um, okay, this tr- question's kind of hard. I know. It's like community you want to create or form. Okay, thank you. Wait, can I answer? But first, I'm going to say something really fast, which is that that's an example of something, Nico, like hearing you talk about that. I wouldn't have really, we wouldn't have likely talked about that. More, like a more deep part of your experience in comedy. Yeah. And community, like at a show, yeah, because yeah. everybody's kind of busy. Or oh, hey, how are you know, eating hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, community that I want to create. Oh my gosh, you're like a cult. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, a cult. I have a few. I'm like thinking along like three lines right now, so I'm gonna find one to pick. So one is that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm really into jazz. And, like, I don't think that necessarily a lot of people within our age frames are. Some people are, obviously, if they're into music and it's a nice thing to go experience live jazz or whatever. But Mm. I'm, like, really interested in it, like, historically. And I kind of listen to it, like, all day, every day. But I find that a lot of people, like, black, white, you know, they're just not so connected to jazz. Right, like, oh, oh, yeah, I went to a jazz club, but it was kind of like for a one-off date idea, or like, like, oh, this restaurant's nice; they're playing jazz in the background. But a lot of people I know, you know, f- like fellow millennials, are like interested in other genres or whatever. So I feel like, um, or, like, I wish that I knew more people my age who really did like jazz, and also I jazz also has like a kind of a connotation, you know, the idea of like. Oh, jazz kind of sucks. I don't really understand it, or it's like yeah. hard to get into. And I f- would like to, um, like, I, nobody really gets excited about it. And I, uh, nobody I know, I guess, because I'm I not among musicians. I associate it with my childhood in right. a really peaceful way. Oh, that's sweet, though. Yeah, I had it on Sunday morning. I don't know what it, it was. Some dumb oh, cool. Spotify playlist, like Autumn Jazz Fall or whatever. <laughs> right, right, It's right, very right, centering. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, this is actually funny. My mom said that like her father would like in japan in the 50s and 60s would play jazz like every night so my mom it's like what's that thing pavlovian it's like her the response to hearing jazz like puts her to sleep so i took her to the sexy jazz bar (laughs) she's like the lights are dim yeah she was like (laughs) i mean you know she she's very healthy and present she's 70 she's like very active but she like is (laughs) so i just brought this like older woman to this jazz bar in brooklyn and she was falling asleep this place is really cute it's b- called barley nautico it's in um it's in Bed-Stuy, actually uh oh, nice. like near Saracena, that italian restaurant oh, oh I yeah love it's such a fun that restaurant's really fun um love. this place is cool because they don't just have jazz they also have they have live music and it feels really wonderful and it feels like part of an older time yeah and there's a place i love called um uh, ornithology jazz club where they have some comedy show on the roof but anyway it's like it's in Bushwick and it's like kind of 
it felt like sort of grassroots at a certain point, but they bring in a lot of talented jazz musicians and they play like really affordably. And it's like a really, and when I feel, when I'm there, I feel like this is what I want. Like I, and I don't even have a chance to go that often because of stand up. And I'm like, I feel like very electric and feel a part of something. And yeah. I can just be there by myself and listen. And I think that I want like more of that. Do you go alone? Uh, yeah. I love to go to a bar alone and I love to go to a music bar alone. Like oh, that's wait, cool. I'm obsessed with that. Wait, I have so, yeah. I have, I, I have, um, I feel like over the last like two, three years, or whatever, how long I've been in New York doing comedy, just understanding now that there is this ecosystem of comedians that exists here and like having a sense of what that looks like. I'm like, right. I know this exists for other art forms too. And so like, I want to know who like, who the up and coming jazz people are. Like yeah. who, who is uh, the version of us that's doing jazz and like the people in the various like echelons of that. And like, right. cause obviously we probably know about, you, you would be able to find like the big biggest names online or something but i'm like who's here in new york doing it live right now yeah and like i just think that's so cool and like such a cool part of living in new york is that we are so close to all this stuff and this is where it's happening right and so like i i feel like uh, like you're saying with like stand up something that we miss out on sometimes is like other nightlife yes because we're working so like i i and i try to like remind myself on the nights off like it is nice to stay in but also like go see other art and like go see yeah. cool other and stuff and it's hard because comedy is so tiring yeah but i've been trying to do to your point like like it's clear that these like jazz musicians they kind of know each other and some of them are probably like music students or some are just playing and I noticed there's like one that pops up at a, a like a wine bar close to my apartment that I like called Izzy Rose and so I've, I'm seeing like patterns as if I was just like very casually watching local comedy you know yeah and then I have this other cute memory and I feel like I can talk about this openly because you, you know the comedian Usama Siddiqui yeah, yeah. so it, like when I first moved here we went on like a date that was like, <laughs> but I feel like I, you know we we're very cool it's just that we went uh, on a date and it was like I had been here for just only a few months and it was very cute because the whole night was that I had my like I didn't get I didn't I wasn't I didn't get it but I had auditioned for Clusterfest which was like Comedy Central's um little festival at the time like a like the what you did for Netflix like Comedy yeah. Central was trying this but I don't think it's on anyway I auditioned for it and Usama took me afterwards so we're my point is that we we're in the West Village and he took me to like a a bar where there was like a drag open mic yeah and it was at like midnight and it felt like specifically the like people performing were part of this circuit and they knew each other obviously. Was it pieces? I don't remember at all. But it was like you kinda go upstairs and it was like sort of velvety. Yeah. And it was like Usama framed it to me as like they were really workshopping acts now. Yeah. And it kind of made me feel like, whoa, yeah, right. They probably come across each other at different venues and I just never get to see because when I do randomly come across a drag performance, it's more like deliberate. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. It's true. It's like there's all these things like there's someone who's our level of violinist out there. Right. They have no idea what they're doing. Right. Yeah, yeah. And because and you know that there's so much like incredible talent here. Like we know that the talent pool is uh, so abundant. Like we know people yeah, who have, York, done, right? have yeah. done like so many cool things and like, like that don't get to make it to like the, you know, if you're only a, a casual comedy fan who might like just see what's makes it to, you know, television and like whatever. Right. There's so much else going on beneath the surface that is like, just as good in many times and it's like i want to yes. find that since we're here in new york and there's so much live stuff i'm like i need to be better about like staying tapped into that so i feel like that's the beauty of living in a city like this is that you get to see all of it 
In fact, um, this summer, so I th my summer was so weird, and that a, a big chunk of my summer, I was uh, I'm seeing for that like sexy Star Wars show, like a burlesque Star Wars show. <laughs> that <I> was in. <laughs> it was like an off Broadway. It was at the Old Stomp Theater. My point is that it wasn't uh, technically burlesque. I mean, it was like burlesque in that they were stripping, but it was like professional dancers. So my point is that. I had this window into the world of being a dancer, like just because I was like in their dressing room and it would be these like really hot women, yes. like screaming, <laughs> laughing. These, some of them know each other from auditions and other stuff and they're getting ready and like putting on this like really elaborate Star Wars stuff and they all kind of like knew each other's world and the way they talked yeah. about reps was like very specific to the role of a dancer yeah. and they would be like really funny about and like basically nude. And it was such an experience that I, I'm never in comedy, like around people who are basically nude in a tiny dressing room, like shrieking <laughs> yeah. with laughter and, and like putting on makeup. And I just never like, that's not going to happen in my entertainment world. Right. Yes. Unless, unless I'm lucky, I guess. And then <laughs> now that that show, right now the show ended, I'll like still follow the, some of them on Instagram. And I'm so curious cause they're like, you know, posting pictures of whatever else dance projects, and then people will be in the like, yes, and it's probably like when you, somebody posts like a comedy thing, and then they're being supportive to each other. Yeah, yeah. that's so that's, sweet. I used to live with a dancer. Oh, really? Yes, and it's a fascinating world. I think it's scary. It feels intense. I guess all the worlds are scary. It's like physical. It's, yeah. it's scary to me in that it's similar to sports, where there is oh, this right. like early retirement. Probably, you know what I mean. Yeah, because like, there's only you can't. I'm sure. I'm sure there's ways to dance for a long time, and there's ways that they can incorporate it in their lives. But it does seem like this. At least we can be. You can put me on a stool, and I'll tell jokes up there. Like until uh, yeah, until yeah, the yeah, yeah. like as long as this <laughs> is working, you know yes. what I mean. Like uh, I'll figure it out. Joan like, Rivers says, "Funny will never go out." <laughs> yeah. But now she did die getting plastic surgery. What? So, like yeah, that's how she died. I'm sorry, oh. not funny at all. Wait, but, from like. like <laughs> It's crazy that like that's what she said, and then just like okay, we did die getting a facelift. But is that what happened? I think it was some sort of plastic surgery, like a complication. Yeah, in surgery under the knife. But before she, but that thing she said was good about. Yeah, was like yes, like funny is funny forever, baby. Yeah, I think that's what she said. Funny is forever. Wow, she seemed like a genius. I will say the one time I have been around professional dancers was like um somebody's somebody's sister was a professional dancer was coming to some house party and she and all her friends were coming Whoa. and i that's a I've crazy seen so many beautiful people in my life never in my life have i seen such yeah. tall gorgeous yeah. women just strong yes. athletic just the tallest women beautiful like i was like this is out of yeah. another level the wake forest coyotes in new orleans <laughs> what but on we went to new orleans together <laughs> I really, you so said crazy. like five nouns and I was like, <laughs> am I having a stroke? We went to New Orleans for Mardi Gras because our friend's sister, Sam Schaefer's comedian, his okay. sister was the queen in a Mardi Gras parade. Oh, Mardi wow. Gras. They she was right. the queen of one of the like, it's similar, like it's almost like adult fraternities in a way where they have these organizations that do philanthropy events oh, and, then they, and then they're associated cool. with the different parades of the And it's similar because it's like maybe good, maybe bad, probably bad. It's like a fraternity. <laughs> it's like, right, right, right. but employing most of the city. So there's that, you know, it's like hard oh, to say. It's all, inter yes. it's all interwoven as much of life is. Um, but the, yeah, she was a queen of Mardi Gras and all of her sorority sisters who were Chi Omegas were there. But no, these women were much uh, no shade to those women who were, of course, gorgeous. But this is like extra stratosphere dancer women. These women next. were talented. Well, no, it's just next level of the beauty and athleticism. It's like in the height. You, you just keep throwing beauty in there because they're like <laughs> the thing is like they're like they like lengthen a lot because the yeah. dancers and they're really strong. And Their so that's postures what I incredible. Yeah. they just have such a. 
force about them. Yeah, that's what I thought. Also, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of otherworldly. Shocking. Yeah. Don't yeah. you feel like from '90s sitcoms, you imagined your time in New York would be more just like going to a dance class? Like, <laughs> oh I think people God. used to you're do right. that because right. I remember you're when right. Monica's yeah. personality, her like identity, gets stolen by a woman in the dance yeah. class. I feel like that's a very oh, who is maybe funny. what's her name? Mm. Who had the dog? Fucking what's her name from uh, Kicking and Screaming? Alex Borstein. Was it Alex Borstein? Maybe we making that up. Yes, for the purpose oh, of yeah, this conversation. Maybe it is. Yeah, I know that. Maybe she's so funny. But anyway, yes, I agree. I think there was more more dance class representation than perhaps. Yes. Because like, maybe at the time, I don't know. You mentioned <laughs> Pilates. Like I like Pilates, but I don't feel like part of something. Like I feel like I go like periodically. I go to my little pilates class and like don't really feel like i'm part of like a sexy picture of new york i'm just like kind of a gremlin that's like <laughs> yes. my uh, and i like i'm disassociating and then i go back to my little hole i went today <laughs> and it's so weird for me to go because i like do work at this establishment but i'm not good at the class and that's because i'm a writer you know and i just want to be like <laughs> i know that going on i just like i know i'm taking a break right now i know i'm not doing this right now but i'm a writer and like this this is not forever i cannot do this forever my thing, if, when I'm 51, I cannot be the best at Pilates because I know people that are 51 and they're the best at Pilates. And it's like, oh. I want to be the best at something else. I'm like, those people need to read a but book. But you will naturally be very good at Pilates because you'll have a lot of experience. Yeah. Yeah. I think, cool. you, I think you'll be natural. Or I'll overdo it and all my spine will give in. I'm oh, not sure. No. <laughs> Could be either. Oh, no. You gotta, now that's why we got to dance class so we can get our posture. After yeah. Yeah. Tonight, I'm going to walk around this apartment with a book on my head. <laughs> that is so Keep fun. Keep that posture up. Yeah. Wait, there is something kind of fun and romantic about the idea of being in, it in the 90s in, in dance class. Like, having some outfit that's like, maybe, I mean, this feels like early 90s, but like this leotard over bike shorts kind of thing, yeah. or like little shorts. I miss when t-shirt. people would just wear whatever the fuck they had to exercise in, and it wasn't like, these are like our workout like outfits, L- like uh, Lululemon yeah, 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 double yeah. set, like, I'm sure okay, you yeah. see the sets all the time from these girls. I right? always see the sets, I see a lot of sets, but today I saw Pete Buttigieg's campaign woman at the Equinox. Oh my, what a <laughs> sentence! What so, a sentence. He stops this woman on the street to say, I love your work, and she's like, who are you? <laughs> she was wearing open-toed shoes, and she was pregnant. At the gym? No, this is before the baby oh. has been had, which I know because of Instagram, and because I started at the gym. <laughs> and she, w- lips big, person small, and she mm-hmm. she was just like with a personal trainer. Wow. And, but what I re- noticed the most was that she was wearing normal clothes, just a t-shirt. I was like, good for you. Good for her. No aloe, no yeah, Lulu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's like, I'm a mom and a spokesperson for a failed presidential candidate. Yeah. Like, I, I can't just... Oh, interesting. We're glam all the time. That yeah. is the one of the nice things among a, a lot of things that is a, you have the privilege of as a man, but like, there's no pressure to wear anything. Pressure? I don't think anyone's even making nice clothes for us at the I gym. I don't even think they care. I mean, like, you can get Lululemon stuff, and that's like nice equipment, but it's like, or, you know, apparel, but it's not. I had like 12 there shirts that, that said pressure TikTok. To have set. Right, yeah. Right. Have you seen my TikTok shirts? Yes. At work, they just had all these extra shirts, kind of like just like a box of shirts, and they all just said TikTok on them. And I got like a bunch of them, and I just wear them around. They say TikTok, and it's like, what is this ugly shirt? Like the logo of it. Yes, but as a man, all I need is a clothes, a piece of clothes. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. a piece of clothes. A piece of clothes. I actually, that's funny because like one, I have two thoughts. One is like I live uh, near a park where a lot of um, people, not just men, people just go to hang out and work out, like on the like apparatus like the playground apparatus yes and even yeah that this like exists there where like men masculine people there are in whatever they're wearing a clothes yeah. and <laughs> sneakers you know and then uh, yes. then other like women are like in um little 
even to just do like a casual park workout. They yes. have yes. interesting leggings on. And then my thing personally is that I just I, I tell myself that oh, I'll be more focused about getting exercise if I have a little outfit that I like, which is actually not grounded in reality. (laughs) (laughs) If I have a $108 set, (laughs) I'm going to slay. Of course, it's a billion dollars. Like like women's bathing suits are getting out of hand too. They're like $45 for the top only. You're like, what the fuck And I'm a fiend Mm -hmm. for that. I love a little like, you know, cute bikini thing, but they're so, it's so funny how expensive it is for like not being, and they're made, fabric and it's less and less every <laughs> less, year less, less, less and less coverage. and more money it's crazy yeah it's like truly three strings and like uh, you know yeah th- that's it but it's like over 100 we need to get into kate hudson's brand or is it drew <laughs> oh. bamer what's that one where it's like 12 dollars an article oh, of clothing cool. and we probably won't have it forever oh fabletics yes we need to get into fabletics because oh, fabletics. Yeah. they have that for men too yeah we can and it's it's literally two for 24 everything is two for 24 wow and i don't know if it's going to last us but, but at least it's only twenty four bucks. Twenty four bucks. Yeah. Worst case scenario, you don't clean it; you throw it out. <laughs> True. Like yeah. pushy. I don't know. Damn. Right. Right. Well, Brittany, we've taken up so much of your time. We appreciate you being here with us. Oh, thank um, you for having me. Before we wrap up, do you want to plug your socials or anything coming up? Sure. Um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the dread of plugging <laughs> your socials. <laughs> uh, sorry. Okay. So yes, yes, yes. I'm on Instagram at Brittany Gobble and Carney. And that's kind of it. I'm on TikTok, but I don't really post that much. So I guess I post about upcoming shows on my Instagram. And that is it for now. Awesome. Thank you guys for your Very time. Very cool. Yeah, thank Follow you for her on. journey. Yeah, <laughs> and her Instagram. Yeah. Tune in. <laughs> um, awesome. All right. Well, uh, I think that's everything. You want to get out of here on a smooch on three? One, two, three. What's up, boys at home? Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Boys Club. Connor, where can they find you on Instagram? At Connor Janda, C-O-N-O-R. Janda is panda with a J. And you can follow me at Nico Carney, N-I-C-O-C-A-R-N-E-Y. You can follow us both at Boys Club Comedy on Instagram. Uh, and we have a live show. Our live show is at Club Coming, typically on the last Friday of the month. And it is always the two of us and some of our favorite funny people. And we'd love to see you there. Yeah, often people from the podcast. So come check those out. Uh, if you live in New York, we'd love to see you there. Bye, boys. Bye, boys. Bye, boys. Oh, 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 oh,